We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds. Got a loaded show tonight. It's been a minute, it feels like, and there's been a lot of action going on. Georgia loses Dale McGee to Georgia State, but picks up a familiar name in James Coley. We'll talk about that. And tomorrow starts the NFL Combine. So, we've got a lot to get started with. First things first, though. Got to give a shout out to our folks at Apotheos because I'm telling you now, personal testimony, I get my day started every single day. I get started with Apotheos coffee, big Tervis cup. I do it every morning. Don't matter if it's the weekdays, the weekend. Best coffee in the business will not steer you wrong. Also, go to their website or go to our website, dgdpockets.com, or you can go to Apotheos Roastery. Follow them on social media, by the way. When you're at checkout, Use code CCC. That's triple C. CCC gets you free shipping regardless of your order, and 20% of the proceeds will go to the Classic City Collective because they're the official coffee and cold brew partner of the collective. So you're supporting the dogs, and you're drinking some damn good coffee. So give them a follow. Shout out to Patios for supporting the show. Now let's get started. <clears throat> All right. Losing Del McGee. Right for Georgia folks, in my opinion, huge. Right, been here for the most part the whole time of Kirby Smart. He's gone. So, what does what does Georgia do? Well, you lose uh, Brian McClendon to Tampa Bay. Right, same role. Um, so now you're looking at you're kind of backtracking here, looking for a receivers coach, looking for a running backs coach. First off, can't be mad for Del McGee for choosing Georgia State. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. Georgia goes and loads up with James Coley, familiar name, and Brandon Crawford. Interesting, right? Uh, from Georgia Tech. Well, come to find out, there's something in common that both of those guys have, and it's elite recruiting. Elite recruiting. Ta-da. Welcome to Kirby Smart. Uh, yeah, James Coley, 
goes and take, you know, obviously the receivers coach, um, or actually just got hired to South Carolina. Next thing you know, he's a bulldog again. He's a dog again. Brandon Crawford, though, was interesting because he was the he was the um, receivers coach at Georgia Tech. And now you're sitting there plucking, you know, don't, does it make sense? You're plucking someone from your little brother. You're plucking a receivers coach to come coach running backs. Well, he had had running back experience. He played in college. He um, <clears throat> has his master's from Georgia, so there's some Georgia ties there. But he's coached on some of the best high school football teams in the state of Georgia over the past decade. Connections, guys. It's all about connections. It's simple as that. It's it's not even difficult to figure out either. It's all connection-based, right? But James Coley, and a lot of people, you know, I saw this on social media. People were freaking out about James Coley. Like, why are we settling for James Coley? And it's not necessarily settling, and I'll explain. This guy locks down the state of Florida when it comes to recruiting. And it's not just receivers that he recruits. He was the primary for a lot of a lot of guys. Non-position players, might I add. Right? Listen, this stigma of James Coley when he was OC has to get pushed out of your head. It has to. He is not the offensive coordinator at Georgia anymore not he is the receivers coach again how many times have we saw coordinators not translate to head coaches the same can be said for position coaches to coordinators logically speaking that can tie out it just didn't fit the system that year right again i understand it was a terrible offense in 2019 but it just didn't have the players for the system either i gotta try to keep it a buck if you will so, you come back here, you look at receivers coach, right? BMAC obviously taking the lateral move to the NFL, which is crazy to think, might I add. Crazy to think. And then, obviously, Del McGee, which gets to coach his son, by the way. His son just, uh, he just, you know, he just signed on 2024, right, to, to play at Georgia State. So he gets to stay close to home, you know, gets to stay close to Athens, moves to Atlanta, and he gets to coach his son. Can't be mad at all about that. Just can't. So I'm for me personally, I'm excited. And, and I think you have to understand too. Given I right, listen, the benefit of the doubt, he's not the offensive coordinator anymore. I'm going to re- I'm going to have to keep reiterating this for a lot of the Georgia fan base out there. Just going to have to do that. Okay? It's simple as it's simple as that. Because everyone, I guarantee you the most majority, I'm not going to say everyone, the majority are going to relegate to offensive coordinator time right when he was here, offensive coordinator James Coley and have the and have the prejudice there. Can't look at it that way. Mike Bobo is the offensive coordinator, better players, right? Better receivers all across the board. Like, let's let's be honest. The way we've recruited a receiver, light years better than when he was here for 20, you know, 2019 for as an OC and then before. Way better, way deeper, way deeper. That matters. That matters. And you know you're gonna and listen, 
when you, the recruits loved it too. Prize receiver that we're trying to go for, huge, uh, huge target at receiver, Travis Smith Jr., loved the hire. Loved it. Loved what he did with Evan Stewart at AM, by the way. Kids pay attention to this stuff, guys and girls. They pay attention to it. They see it and they translate it. Not saying he's going to be a dog because of that, but you definitely didn't put yourself in the wrong direction, I don't believe. So, uh, you know, when you look at the thing like that, I think I think it does matter, right? Obviously, you wanted to get something done quickly, right? Spring ball coming up in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to talking about that. But at the same time, you've got a recruiting class to try to work on in the 25 class. Getting the right guys matter. And you know what you're getting. The coaches loved working with them, with, with, uh, with Coley. Guys loved him. Just, okay, he couldn't call offensive plays. Okay, fair. For that one year. Doesn't mean he can't recruit. Doesn't mean he can't be an asset. You can't forget the things that he did when he was here. I understand that's a big part of it, but there's more to it. He ain't calling plays. The more that we remember these things, the more this is going to translate and it'll bring some optimism to you. All right, that's just what's going to happen. Now, with Coley, we also talked about Brandon Crawford. Now, this is a, this is a name that people probably were like, "Why?" But again, Coach Crawford, tons of high school experience at elite high schools across the state of Georgia. A lot of them. There's something there, which is relationships. And I think that's going to be a key piece as well. Listen, it's going to be extremely hard, extremely hard to replace Del McGee. If possible, I don't think you replace him fully. I don't think you can. Left that much of an impact on the program. But, But I think you did the right thing. Now, you're going to hear. You're going to hear the fan base. You're going to hear the fan base, other fan bases, might I add, chirping, chirp, 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 type, 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 whatever you want to do. They're going to talk about it, right? You picked off from Georgia Tech, and you picked their receivers coach, right? Again, relationships in high schools across the state of Georgia, in-state recruiting, that matters, folks. It matters. He proved himself to be a good recruiter at Georgia Tech as well. Got a track record for it. So take it for what it's worth. I look at both hires. If you if you had to put a gun to my head and grade these hires, I give the Coley a, I, th- I give the Coley a B plus. Give the I give it a B plus. I, I think you know get back into the system, see what he's about now that he's got the, the talent that we've got on this offense. We'll see. And and the Crawford, I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B. I understand the circumstances. You didn't want to rush to get anything done. But at the same time, if you give me those kind of relationships and those kinds of schools and their solid relationships, especially with how the state of Georgia 
it's as deep as it is in the next up, upcoming classes. It's going to be setting yourself up for a very, very good time. Now, with that being said, how do I think that impacts recruiting? I'll just talk about this. Well, I think you're going to get your name back into some big time receivers, especially in the state of Florida. Again, Coley had his hands all up in the state of Florida as a recruiter at Georgia. We'll see what happens there. But I'm curious to see if the trend continues for Coley pulling a non-position player into the class. And I think it's I think it could happen too. And I think it might happen. Don't know who, but I think it will happen. We'll see, but I think it's something worth monitoring. Now, how does Crawford work? I think for me, I'm excited because I know that the high school relationships matter, especially Kirby understands how important that is. I am curious to see how the transition is from receivers to running backs, even though he did do it before. Fair. But we'll see what happens. I'm going to hold my judgment. Like I said, I got a B for Crawford. I got a B-plus for Coley. Recruiting, I'm excited. I'm excited. Absolutely excited. Um, let's think here. So you got that right there. Now, at the same time, I do want to thank Dale McGee for everything he's done as, as the running backs coach at Georgia. That man has produced me elite running back rooms, recruited his ass off, and done it the right way. And, you know, it, it couldn't have went to a better person. And the story behind, you know, him being able to coach his son I think that is that is an awesome story. Um, we knew, right, you have to look at, at coaches on the staff as as prime candidates for opening positions, right, opening open positions. It's just what happens now as we have gotten to this point. That's about all you can do if, that's, if that makes sense. You just got to prepare for it. I feel like Georgia's gotten to the point where you you lose someone like Del McGee, you lose someone like Coach Bmac. Most of the fan base is kind of just like, all right, kind of giving this trust in Kirby Smart. Welcome to the current state of Georgia football, folks. Welcome to that current state. Because five years ago that wasn't a thing. If this would have happened, hell, even three people be up in with pitchforks. Going down to Athens, I can guarantee you that. The rings help. The rings help. We'll see what that means on the field, on the field production and all that. But at the same time, I just I just also think I think that George is in good hands. You just gotta trust Kirby Smart. Until proven otherwise, not say I'm not comparing this, but it's similar to Nick Saban for the longest time, where you could just you knew you were getting elite coordinators year in year out. It just so happens right now it's with us and position coaches, but we'll see what happens. All right, keep in mind, keep in mind, folks. You you've got a tandem with James Coley and Tavares Robinson recruiting the state of Florida. And Todd Hartley, and Todd Hartley's more national, but he can go into Florida. 
you're you're loaded up. You're loaded up in the state of Florida. Uh to f- from a recruiting standpoint. Um that's just my takeaway on it. I think for what it's worth, you're you're going to see some good shit coming out of the state of Florida. But I think with Crawford, I think this is what again, this is what excites me the most, this in-state recruiting with the relationships he has, I got to reiterate this because it is that important. That is going to matter. And I cannot wait to see some in-state kids stay home and, and Crawford and coach Crawford be um, a factor in that. Cause I think it will happen. I think it'll happen sooner than later. Uh, with that being said, we'll go into the next sponsor, the second sponsor of the night. You know, them, you'll love them. If you see this shirt and you see that G, you know where it came from. That's our friends over at Alumni Hall. 1791 Oconee Connector, Athens, Georgia. Follow them on their socials at Alumni Hall UGA. Guys, go to our website, dgpodcast.com. Go to our website and use our link on our website. 20, or not 20. 8%. 8%. Well, I'll give you the number. 8% of our commission. Because that's our commission. All of it. Going to the collective. But you got to use our link to do it. So get you get yourself some nice apparel. And then know you know that we're going to support the dogs because you supported us. Keep that in mind when you're buying your next Nike shirt, Nike jersey. Make sure you get it at Alumni Hall. And you support them dogs when you support us. DGDpodcast.com. Get yourself some new gear. Keon, welcome in, sir. How are you? Doing pretty good. Get nice. that alumni hall gear. Yeah. Nice hoodie. Nice hoodie. You see it. You see it. Nice hoodie. Real close. That's yeah, cute. That's it. real cute. Beautiful. That's Gorgeous. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. That thing looks comfortable, too. It's cold out up here, man. Look. No, it's cold here. I ain't even going to lie. It's about 40. About it was, degrees. Dude, I'll tell you right now, it's as crazy as it was. 60s during the day. Yeah. Cold front coming in fast and with a wind, real real nice breeze and wind. Bad storm earlier. Mm-hmm. Shit getting cold quick. <laughs> yeah, we just had like 85 degree weather just the other day. Yeah, welcome to Texas, man. I can't stand Texas bipolar weather. I'll tell you that oh, right dude. now. Oh, dude. I was out there for four months. That's all I needed to know. That shit was felt like yeah, the fucking desert. It felt like yeah. the desert with how bipolar it is. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, it is Ke- desert. Keon, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a couple minutes. I want you to just tell me about the the coaching staff hires and the departures. I want you to get. I'm gonna just let you go for as long as you'd like. Obviously, the you know obviously Del McGee and B Mac going uh, going to their that respective hurt. locations, that but hurt. also but also yeah. getting James Coley, getting mm. Brandon Crawford. Let mm. us know what you think about that, man. I think those were two home run hires. Uh, definitely gives you a lot of point of leverage within the state. Uh, you can also build off of that as well. Uh, some of those guys have, well, both of those guys have strong uh, connections with people in state when it comes to upcoming recruits. Well known and respected, and and South Florida, South Florida, we are back. We are there. Funny enough, I, I was just talking about that, the connections in Georgia and South Florida with, with Tavares Robinson now as well. 
Um, shit's about to get serious there. Just going to leave that there. It's about to get. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of these uh, a lot of these South Florida recruits that you're going to start seeing our names pop up here soon. Real soon. I mean, keep, keep in mind, I was saying that uh, James Coley not only is recruiter from a receiver standpoint, but non-positional players right outside of his room. There's been some notable names that he's picked out uh, out of recruiting classes that were not receivers. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind as well. You want to explain about mm-hmm. that? I mean, I definitely, I mean, even some shots of, you know, we've seen some running backs there. We've seen some wide receivers there, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting to see how all of this pans out uh, moving forward. I think that's the craziest thing about uh, the Coley and Crawford hire is both of those guys have strong connections to Georgia and Florida, and both of those guys can help each other when it comes to recruiting their own individual positions. Yeah, I think I think Crawford's relationships across the state of Georgia is what's going to be his X factor for me. Um, he's played it. He's played running back at the collegiate level, maybe not like a power five level. I think it was more head, but at the same time he can relate. And I think another thing is he's actually good at recruiting. And I think a lot of those high school relationships are going to be a key there. He played at some elite, like coached at some elite programs in the state of Georgia for like a decade. You have to know that Kirby knows that and you know that that matters to him too. Oh, 100%. I think that's going to be a prime focus. And uh, I think it was a prime focus when it came to the hire. I think, honestly, it's going to help us out a lot moving forward in, in these upcoming cycles. I'm just excited to see how all of this is going to pan out. Were, were you surprised that the running back position was filled so quickly? Uh, no, not that, at all. That, that turnaround was extremely fast for Dell, but I think they kind of knew the writing was on the wall, so they started looking immediately. Uh, receiver receivers coach kind of took a little bit longer, but to be fair, the the running back room I think was probably they kind of knew it was coming at some point anyway, so they probably had that on on lock anyway and just were ready to go. But I was I was to to be fair, I was kind of shocked how fast it was because it was literally it felt like next day. Yeah, you'd locked in, so I was like, oh okay, <laughs> okay, not necessarily mad about that. It's just they weren't playing when you know with the timing especially with spring ball coming up and and whatnot too. So, you know, I looked at it. I was like, well, damn, they, they definitely weren't aligned. Like, you know, but at the same time, did you see on social media some of the uh, some of the rival fan bases trying to laugh at the hire for Crawford? Because coming from Georgia Tech, but also their receivers coach, you know, we, we got a lot of ha- uh, a lot of slander, if you will, talking about us hiring a receivers coach to be a running back coach. Um, do you have anything to say to that? You're going to see a lot of our running backs catch passes out of the backfield. With that, you want to you might want to make sure that you know they can catch one and two. They understand their positioning on the field, i.e., route running. Very important. There's the rival video. fan, the rival fan bases can laugh about it, but at the end of the day, like when y'all start looking at some of these kids coming out and saying, "Oh wait, Georgia's in the running for this kid," what? And he commits. What? I don't know what happened, 
But they got that guy. Yeah. You have to, again, man, we have, like, Georgia's hit this golden state. Uh, you know, as a, as a, we've hit this golden state of uh, Georgia football, if you will. The yeah. golden era. I think, listen, 1980 was cool, but this is literally, quite literally, I think, the golden era for, for Georgia football. And you're at this 100%. point. You're at this point where you bring back James Coley, which the last memory for most Georgia fans was the was the offensive play calling disaster that season. Mm-hmm. You bring him back, and you bring in a guy that you know has no like. I mean, he was coaching at Georgia Tech, but he's kind of unknown compared to some of the names that you probably could have went after. Mm-hmm. And Georgia fans are just okay with it, like. Trusting it, mm-hmm. I was I was saying that three to five years ago, we'd be in pitchforks. We'd have pitchforks walking down to Athens right now. If this absolutely was five years, if this was three absolutely. to five years ago, that's happening. Like, don't really know other way to put it. Georgia fans would have been fucking pissed. <laughs> like, they're completely pissed. Like, what the fuck is Kirby doing? Yeah, I know. Kirby, you hear me? Fire that man immediately. Like we just we just hired him. Fire that man immediately. You hear me? You, you hear me? What is what is he doing? Well, and now I am I am coaching at the Bama baby. <laughs> Watch out. Bama's gonna try to pluck him next, man. Oh man. No, I I thought though I thought there were some good hires uh, with with Crawford. I think I think it will be interesting to see how the how the running back room is utilized because there's a lot of guys in that room, a lot, absolutely, a lot of guys in that room. You got Etn for however long he decides to stay. Again, Roderick Robinson looked like a man possessed, running as fast as he is at two forty plus. Folks, that's freaky shit right there. I can't put it any other way. That's some freaky shit. Uh, you you know you got the trio of running backs coming in, right? Yeah, Branson Robinson again. I think Branson Robinson coming back. You ain't got to rush him with how deep this running back room is, which is nice. I think what's nice. a, I think a big thing for me is is that we need we need the running back room to stay intact. Meaning, I need everybody to come back. Like that's that's one thing. That I look at like I because of course with NIL in the portal, certain players, there's you're bound to lose players. For us, I just hope that our entire running back room stays intact. Meaning no one hits the portal. As long as that doesn't happen, I think we're gonna be in a great spot. Um no matter how this spring ball plays out. Yeah. But for me, that's that's the biggest thing I'm looking at. Because anybody yeah. that might potentially hit the portal, you have to keep it in mind. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as crazy as it sounds, I, we, I didn't necessarily think about this, but now that you've talked about it, I kind of want to bring it, you know, bring it up. And what, what are your thoughts on this? The NCAA thing has really irked me because I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, on one hand, on one hand, I see, you know, what the, the Tennessee, Virginia thing, 
you know, going with the NCAA, NCAA losing that situation there. To me, I get this feeling that there's like no rules now because, you know, you, you sit there, you look at it. Anybody can do fuck anything at this fucking point, it feels like. And what are you going to do? Just send them to court and watch them lose? Probably. Right. I mean, at this at this point, I mean, you're watching the SEC and the Big Ten lock arms, and I think that within itself is a force that's bigger than the NCAA. And I think we're seeing it be on full display, especially with the you're with exactly with what you brought up with Tennessee. Um, them trying to take Tennessee to court and losing. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair though, man, like when I was sitting there watching that situation unfold, you know. I understand Nico was a California kid, California state rules. You look at a situation where, you know, high school athletes can, I think can benefit from name image likeness, but the whole Tennessee situation to me just felt like a pay for play. And and to me, I felt like the NCAA was trying to justify that rule, basically saying, Hey, this ain't pay for play. You know, like you tried, you basically paid for his commitment. You didn't pay for his name, image and likeness. Once he's only at your program. You're paying him to get to your program, not once he's there. So to me, I got that understanding of it. I think another thing with the NCAA, listen, I've I've came on here over the years and I've completely shit on the NCAA. Fair. They've deserved it. However, in this instance as well, we, we sit here and we shit on the NCAA, but when they try to enforce a rule, albeit if, you know, just attempting to, we shit on them for that too. So – you know, there's rules, but there, you know what I mean? So like we, we, we complain about there not being any rules. We need regulation, different shit like this. You hear this, but then when they try to enforce a rule and punish someone because they, you know, didn't uh, abide by the said rule, we shit on them then. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand the double standard here because it's a lose lose for the NCAA again you're going to see the NCAA be eradicated. It will not be a thing. The problem is I don't know how to feel. And, and I get nervous about this because we're about to hit a new era of, of sports oh, yeah. where I don't know if the amateurism will be there at all. No, it's not. Because I it's mean, not. even the, like the, the EA sports thing, EA sports with the, with the video game coming out. Oh, basically, oh. basically set the standard in the largest you, NIL situation where the kids can get $600 and mm-hmm. a free game for opting mm-hmm. into the game. Dude, do you realize how many fucking, how many athletes that is can get 600 bucks? Now, if you're telling me this, I want to ask you this. We haven't had NCAA football for a decade or more. more. And you're telling me for over 600 bucks and a free game for the students to opt in. Now we're getting it. Why the fuck wasn't this done earlier? Because I think they didn't find a way to even monopolize it. And even then, to be all the way honest, I don't think $600 is enough to be all the way real with you. I think no. everybody I – don't, I don't even think that these players are getting enough for their cut for them to even be a part of this. Well, to um, be fair, though, Keon, I will say this. I, wanna, I, wanna, I know what you mean because there are certain players that are opting in that are worth well more than that, well more than that. To be fair, though, I think the $600 really hits home for those kids at an FCS school. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's, D- it's not enough. It's not enough. I will it's say this, enough. though. I will say this. If, if, you're, if you're a college student 
or a student athlete, I should say, do you take the six hundred dollars to opt in the game, or do you, or do you just opt out? See, here's what you do. I don't think it's a situation of opting out. I think you hold out to make them try to uh, renegotiate. Um, I think it all depends on who does and how many does it. Um, you have guys that are already opting in just to get the 600. So at this point, I think it's a little bit – I think it, you're in a more of a crunch for you to do that. I don't think there's enough players that are – going through that uh, thought process. But, I mean, I just – I would opt in. I, I'm just also on the fence of that the $600 wasn't enough. And then to your NCAA – or, yeah, your NCAA point, um, the NCAA is honestly useless. It's been that way for years. We've known this as college football fans. That's why you're seeing different conferences, such as, yet again, the SEC and the Big Ten locking arms saying, hey, look, we're the two biggest conferences in the game of college football. We're about to lock arms, and we're about to move to a situation. We could see the landscape is changing. We can see that it's changing. We're going to move in, lock arms, and discover a way for us to govern ourselves in the future of college football. See, my thing is, if I'm opting in, I would opt in. And for me, I look at it this way. I opt in, I make 600 bucks, I get a free copy of a video game. Right? This, it, we're, Ken, we're older into that regard. So this game means a lot more to us than maybe those, maybe those kids oh, oh, by high far. school right oh, now. Oh, oh, by far, by far, by far. So you know, trying to take the unbiased out of it, right? Like, I understand that I'm more than $600, but $600 is $600. And $50 is $50. If you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Don't tell me you did. Man, listen, you're going to do something strange for some change. I know you. Bro, that's $600, though. I think that's not enough for the guys, man. You know what, though? To To be fair, keep in mind, the scope, right? The scope that they're having to push in. The reason why I think is this right here. I take that $600 because of this. If my name is in the first rendition of the college football remake, ultimately, you know how iconic that shit's going to be? Just having your name in yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a, it's, listen, I understand that would raise value. I understand that. But if if you're paying me six hundred dollars to just put my name on an animated cart like a, a video game character, let's go. That's easy six hundred bucks. That's easy six hundred bucks. Yo, that's you're definitely right. I do want to ask you this question. Six tenth of a band. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Three fifths of a band. Let's go. Yeah. No, man. But here's my thing, right? Because you brought up something earlier, and I, it really made me think. This game is huge for our age demographic like if you're anywhere if you're watching this and you're anywhere from we'll say i'll say as low as maybe 23 to like 40 you've played nc you played ncaa college you you grew up with ncaa football you you definitely you did, did. you like did that's, yeah, yeah. I know that sounds like a hell of an age gap but like let's be for real though like 
there's kids that are going to be coming out in high school, right? That they don't remember the last NCAA game that was out. They really don't. Harry over here in the chat laughing. He knows this shit's true. That's why he's laughing. Think about how many people don't even have consoles yet that have bought PS that are going to buy PS5s and Xbox X's just so they can play this game. I mean, I don't have a PS5 or an Xbox. You buying it to get this game? That's a lot of fucking money. (laughs) See, 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 outlier, outlier. He's the outlier. He is the outlier. to, To be fair, to be fair, I've said this before. For what it's worth, obviously things can change. I'm not saying that. You know, I wouldn't because if I, if I had if I had the resources, I would 100% get it. I do, I do like watching content creators stream the game though. Uh, for some reason, I like watching people play these games too. Oh, I'm gonna run my streams up the day that this thing right. drops, we and might. I pre-ordered. Also, do want to put that out there for select locations. You can go into a GameStop and go ahead and pre-order in uh, college football. Twenty folk. Should should we should we maybe do some DGD podcast uh, streaming for college football, Keon? Oh, uh, hundred percent. You said you said you stream. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to be streaming it. Oh, 100%. let us let us know in the comments if you want to see some college football streamed on this channel. Let us know. It's going it's going to be a whole lot of belt to ass. You might hear you might hear Keon say some choice words that might might get your kids wired up. Like we got to be no, careful. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Keon, I'm gonna watch it. So you weren't here. You weren't here with us when we were had Caleb on. Um, when you when you played, what was your favorite mode, and what and why was it Road to Glory? Oh, it definitely was Road to Glory. That shit was um, amazing. That shit was amazing. It definitely was because it really it really took you through like all of what comes with being like a recruit. And now I think with NIL and you know the portal. To see that be introduced into the game as well, it's going to be insane. Absolutely insane. I can't wait, and I'm looking forward to it. Harry, Harry said he'd buy the game for his grandsons. Damn, Harry, I didn't know you were that old, fam. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Damn, son, where'd you find this? I'm telling you. That was not a Trojan virus infecting your computer or your phone at this point, I promise. Nope. Now that's something the kids don't know about. No, that's a fact. Where you damn near had to get your, you had to get your laptop cancer for you to get free music. Nah, man, I I can't Shit. tell you. I can't tell you. Mine and my friend's computer at the house, the desktop was was absolutely infected. Yeah, no. to hell and back with them burnt CDs from LimeWire back in the day. Sorry, random, oh, man. but them fire ass fucking CDs. I ain't mad at it. When you. Before you were too, before you were too, like you were too young to go buy the fucking, um, the explicit version without stealing mm-hmm. them, right? So you didn't steal them; you just created your own uh, explicit CD, the burnt CD, and you just played them in the car. Simple as that. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah. Now you just got Bluetooth and Spotify, and you just roll with it. Right. Keon, what do you, what what do you think we talk about? Some uh, let's transition. Let's talk about this combine, man. Starting up. Uh, you're you're invested on this because your Giants have a top ten pick. 
Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, we're not talking about first round. We're talking about all rounds. Now, mm-hmm. we're also talking Georgia and the combine. You know, Michigan's got Michigan setting a record bringing 18 guys. Right, Georgia had it at one point with what fifteen? I think it was fifteen. Wait, or 16. wait, 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 wait. Let's let's add context. These are like super ultra mega seniors, okay? All right, super ultra mega seniors. These guys, you just didn't go through a full slate of college and then just oh, they're eighteen guys drafted. These guys are like 24, 25. Like they're old. Let's be clear. From a George perspective, who are you looking forward to the most in this combine? I'm looking forward to seeing Ladd and Marcus Rosemary Jackson. I'm really looking forward to seeing both of those guys showcase their skill set. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, Georgia fans, and this is, this is to the whole community. If Ladd goes in the top 50, We did it. <laughs> like, it's it's a parade. I mean, he goes in the top 50. Congratulations, we did it. Because nine times out of ten, that means he's going to go over some of the guys who were ranked higher than him coming into all of this. So it's going to be very interesting for me to see. Um, I'm expecting Lad to run like a four or five. Speaking of that, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go player by player. If they run, what is your projected 40? Let's do this. We'll start off with the running backs first. Let's do this. Position by position, guess your 40 time to the hundredth of a second. You want to do it? You go first. Uh Kendall Milton, I've got four, I've got four, 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 six, oh. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the four six oh. I need somebody to remember this, but or write it down. But four six zero for Kendall Milton. If he breaks four fives, folks, oh yeah, buddy made some money. Money, money. Uh, I'll let you go next. Dejan Edwards. What do you think the forty is going to be? These are if they run, folks. I'll say four five five. Four fifty five. I'm gonna go lower than that. I'm gonna go like a. I think like a four, five, one. Yeah. I think I think he's faster than that. I mean, he's quicker than that. He looks to be. Yeah, he does. But I, I'm I'm just trying to be safe with it. Um, Harry says four five seven. I'm assuming for Kendall Milton. It's fair. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Marcus shows me Jack Saint. I got I got four I got four five two on that. I think you're right in that four five range. But at his size, if you run if he I'm runs in the four, four if he runs see if he runs in the four low four fives, high four um four fours at his size, but he made a fucking whole round of a jump or more. Yeah, bro. If he if he runs in the low he if bro, if Marcus runs in the low four four Fours? No, no, low four fives, high four fours. Oh, oh, low four fives. Yeah, he he jumped around like. I think I think Carrie's saying four four five for Dejon. Yeah, 
I wouldn't be mad about that. That'd be that's a good fucking number there. Kind of just waiting for him to respond back in the chat. But yeah, yeah, you know, we're just uh, Lad McConkey. I'll let you just start off. Lad McConkey, 40 time. What you got? Four, four, five. I think he's faster than that. I got a four, four, three. Like, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least. He's gonna be, think about this. He's going to be fully healthy, too, man. So, yeah. So, like, that's another thing that I think we got to also weigh into this. He might run a four, four, to be all the way honest. Well, dude, keep in mind, Indy, dude, for some reason, that field runs fast as fuck, boy. Yeah, it runs fast. Like it's it's I don't know I don't I don't understand it, but there's been some insane times on that field on that turf. Oh, insane times. That's where Jordan Davis, I believe, ran his what four seven. Yeah, he ran the, yeah four seven eight. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, that that oh my god, man! I still I still kind of think now that now that we're talking combine, I can't forget those performances with Quay and all them. Oh, that shit was oh, oh, Trayvon dude. Trayvon Walker running that fast was absolutely fucking nuts, absolutely just pandemonium. I was like, what? Because I looked at that ten yard. So keep in mind, for for all, as we get into the trenches, ten yard splits are more important. Okay. Then 40 times. Honestly, honestly, Keon, for the trenches, let's do 10 yard splits instead. Because a 10 yard split to me tells more about an offensive line's explosiveness off the ball than the 40 yard dash. Okay. Start it off. All right. Considering if they run, right? Considering they run, uh, Cedric Van Pran, I've got a I've got a 1.68. 1.68. That's a 10 yard split, not a 40 yard dash by all means. I understand, but a 10 yard split. No, I'll, I'll give him 1.65. Well, hold on. I might have to retract mine. I remember Jordan Jordan Davis ran a 1.62, I think it was, 10 yard split. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we got to. Yeah, wait a but, second. But, but he sustained that through, though. Like, that's the thing. The 10 yard split is. You see those 1.5s, mm-hmm. 1.6s, even 1.7s, and that's fine. The, they kind of taper off at the end, right, with the big boys. It's rightfully understandable. One point, like a 1.68, 1.69, folks, is moving to the point where you're probably looking at like a 4.9. And if you try to translate it, I'm not, I'm not going to be 100% accurate on this. I know that. But I, I think a 1.68, 1.69 range, I'll go 1.68. Official ten yard split for for Cedric. I'll tell you this: I know that I have a strong feeling, and I believe that Cedric is going to have for sure have a better cone than Jordan Davis, like for sure. That's why I put him. I'll say like one point six five. You might be right. Uh, let's see who's next, Keon. Uh, Cedric's going. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, Amarius Mims. <laughs> this is about to be some freaky shit, folks. He's he's about to. You know what I want to do for the offensive lineman? Let's do the bench reps. 
Because I think for me, that's going to be the one that I look at, at for Marius and be like, whoa, oh, holy shit. I think, man, I think you're going to see Mims hit that 1.63 split, probably around a four. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him hit a low 4.8 to a 4.7. Yep. If he does that right there, folks, that dude solidified a first-round talent. I think he's going to be a first-round talent anyway. No, no, no. Uh, fair. I'm just saying. Oh, you're saying that's going to solidify. With, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, his yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. wingspan, I guarantee he goes up there. Wingspan's probably 84, 85 inches long. You sit there, six, seven, three-quarters probably, 300 and some pounds, three, you know, probably 320, 330. And if you – with the body fat, not nearly what you would expect. Like it's way less than what people normally his size would be. And if he goes out there and runs a fucking four seven or a low four eight, yeah, dude, that's just that's freakish. You don't make human mm-hmm. beings like that. It feels Trayvon esque, where it just doesn't seem human. It just doesn't yeah. seem humanly possible to for a man that big to move. Jordan Davis forty, same concept. Three hundred forty one pounds should not run a four seven eight. Should not, but it happened. Yep. Should it just it, that just happened? So, yeah, um, that right there. I'm going to go ahead and make this call. That will be the winner of the combine for mm-hmm. Georgia. For Georgia, that will be the winner of the combine. Just going to leave that there. Um, let's see. Did we miss any? Did we miss anybody? I don't know if we. I don't know if we did or not on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball because you did Cedric. Yeah, and 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 I don't even want to really jump into the defensive guys because I think that's that's a whole nother battle within itself, and I think we might be in, ending up being here for a whole hour after that. I think for the let me ask you this question when it comes to the def, to the defensive guys that are going to be going into this combine. Oh, we forgot we forgot Brock on the offense. I went straight past the tight end room. Forgot about Brock is. Him. I, so here's why I think going over Brock is not going to be worth doing. Because Brock is going to be a top 10 pick for sure. Bank See. on it. This is, a, this is a key on lock, ladies and gentlemen. This is a lock. Truth, if you really want me to be all the way honest with you, if you really want me to be all the way honest with you, I think Brock Bowers is going to be the fifth pick in the draft. Going to the Los Angeles Chargers is going back to Cali. Hmm. Would be interesting. Would be very interesting. Um, I'm going to say if Brock, if Brock runs, I think his his agents got the hardest job. This dude will do anything and everything as, from a competitor standpoint. So I see him obviously partaking. I've got him. I've got him running up. I think a lot of people don't pay attention to how fast this kid can move. I'm going four five one, but it wouldn't surprise me if he cracks a four four nine. Harry says there's a lot of talk about him waiting for pro day. Listen, I'm telling you right now, if I'm running a forty, I'm running it twice, and I'll tell you why. I understand you want to wait. First off, Indy, I just said this. Indy's field run some fucking insane times. And two, if you have a bad time on at the combine, you have your pro day to fall back on to retry. 
You can't wait and retry after your pro day. Just can't do it. So if I'm running a 40, if I'm planning on running a 40, I'm running twice. Um, unless the first time is just that good. Like Jordan Davis, no need, sir. Sit your ass out of the pro day. Don't run. <laughs> Don't do it. Right? Obviously, that's what happened. I'm 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 preparing for two 40s if I'm running a 40. If if my 40 at the combine is better, there you go. You ain't got to worry about the pro day if it's that good, right? If if you have a bad day, if it's a slow day, or you don't feel right, guess what? You got the you got to fall back. That's the key. That's the key for me. Um, let's see. Let's talk defense for a second. Let's talk defense. Uh, we'll start with Zion Logue. What do you think the forty time for Zion Logue will be, sir? I have no idea. You don't know. I I really don't. Zion Logue. I'm gonna say four. Nine three, four nine three, and I think that will actually be a decent number at his size. I think he'll probably come in about three twenty three thirty. I think four nine. If he runs lower than that, obviously I think that'll be very good for him. Uh, I'm just gonna say four nine three. I think he he probably could run a high four eight maybe. Uh, the ceiling or the ceiling is a I think mm-hmm. that in that area for me. Um, next one. Now we're hitting the DBs, and I think this is going to matter for these guys. Yeah, no, I think this one is going to be a little bit easier. We're going to start with Javon Bullard. Um, what do you think Javon runs? I'm gonna I'm gonna say four four five. Four, four five, five flat. I'm I'm gonna just say the four fives, honestly. Oh, in the in that range, the whole range. Yeah. So you're not wanting to do those the the hundredth split there. I'm a. I feel like this is crazy to think, but there's a lot of these uh, invite right the guys that got invites, especially the skill position in the secondary. I feel like they're about in the same range, but knowing knowing how this is going to go, knowing knowing me, they're they're going to run way off compared to what we wrote down or what we're saying now at least. I got Javon running like a four five three. If he yeah, I breaks, can see it being in the high four five. If, if if Javon breaks four into the if Javon breaks into the four fours. Hey man. Hey man. Yeah. Speaking of four fours, uh, Kamari Lassiter will probably run like a four four seven. Yeah, he's for sure in the four fours. Yeah. I've got I got a four four seven for him. I'll say four. I'll say four four five. Four four five. I'll give you a four. Let's four see what five. you're trying to do there. You're trying to pull that one dollar bob yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah. You dirty, yeah. you slimy dog. Yeah. That's how you got to. That's how you got to get it done, man. I can't stand. That's it. how you got to get it done. Um, Tyke Smith, what are we thinking? Okay, so for Tyke, I'll say – so he'll be right on that fringe of running a 4-5. I'm thinking anywhere from a 4-4-6 four, four, to a 4-4-9. Four, four, I'm going to go – for Tyke, I got 4 five, three. No, sorry, four five two. I think four five two. Okay. 
think it's a fair. I think it's a fair number for him. I don't think he's going to. The thing about it is, is you're not going to see a Ringo. You're not going to see a Stokes in this, right? You're not going to see one of those guys that just blaze you away. Like Stokes running that 40, that 4-2 was fucking crazy. Like we thought Ringo was going to blitz it and then it ended up not necessarily doing that. But to be fair, it was what it was. But fucking Stokes took off. No, for real. He was flying. He was definitely flying. Yeah. I think I saw foot lift up, like stay levitated for a second. Just kind of like <laughs> floated like majestically. Now that boy was moving. No, for real. So there's falling. your there's your 40 times. Um, I just wanted to do that. I thought that'd be a fun little thing to look back on uh, you know, after the combine next week. I think we're going to hit on a couple of these. And if we're way too high on any of these, we're going to watch people drop, uh, jump rounds. <laughs> yeah. Now, if, if we're high, if, yeah, if we're on the high side of things, then yeah, that shit's going to be wild. Um, that's just my thoughts too. Uh, in, in regards to the overall combine though, right. I, I said this earlier when we were talking to Marius, I think Amarius will win the draft or a combine. This, excuse me, the scouting combine. I think he will be an absolute winner of this combine. I uh, want to pose the same question for you. Who do you think are your, who are your winners? Who do you think making your prediction, who will win the weekend for, for the Georgia combine? Uh, invites Amarius Mims and Brock Bowers. And do you, is there a reason for Brock? Is it just overall performance you think, or is it like one particular, um, one particular thing that stands out and makes him like win it? I think it's going to be the 40 time in the vertical. Um, but see, as much as I want to say the vertical, I also want to say the three, the uh, three cone drill. So, because he's out, he's agile, man. I think that's that's another thing that I don't think like uh, you listen to the spectators who want to talk mock drafts and all of this other stuff. That's yeah. one of the main things I don't think there's enough talk behind. I get you there. I think that makes sense. Um, so I said, Amarius Mims. I think for me, Kendall Milton. I think if he comes out and looks healthy. I think people have this perceived notion of Kendall Milton throughout his career at Georgia as, as something that I think he is not when he's fully healthy. He is When he's fully healthy, he is a different animal that we've seen. We saw that toward the end of the season this year, right, when he was healthy, healthy. I think you, you've had time to prep and do this thing. I think I'm also nervous when I say this. I, I, won't, I think he'll be a winner for the Georgia invites. But I also am questioning it as well because the running backs, I feel like there's a lot of good running backs. The same can be said for, I wouldn't say lad, but like a guy like Marcus Rosemey. Marcus Rosemey, if the receiver class wasn't as deep as it was, I legitimately think Marcus Rosemey in any other year would probably shine at the combine. I get worried that he gets buried just due to the fact that you've got some fucking ballers out there across the board at receiver positions like that receiver Bro, I'm, room is I'm, deep i think i think lat or not lad but i think marcus has one of the craziest if 
He has one of the craziest catch radiuses out of all of the wide receivers. No, that are I, I think size. I think uh, I think you're 100 percent right. I think the catch radius, and I think also the hands. You didn't really see that man drop a pass. You really didn't. Just didn't. Like if you threw it his way, he was grabbing it. So my thing is, if 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 Rose be. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it. Yeah, if Rosemey goes into the combine and just does what he does, make make nice catches, don't drop passes, things like that. Yeah, I, I think a lot of teams are going to see that. And like if he runs a good 40, people are going to be willing to take a jump on him because of the fact that catch radius and the hands, man. Like when when can we sit back in three three years? Of uh, now, obviously, uh, some of that, like he had a whole year off because of the the leg injury. But when he's playing, tell me a time where you had to question his hands. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I can either. I mean, we've saw some memorable catches. We've seen him. We know he can catch on in stride. We've seen him make acrobatic catches at Tennessee. So. To me, and, and creating separation with his route running, I think when we're talking space creation from your routes, I think obviously Lad McConkey is going to make some people look fucking stupid. Uh, we saw that at the, the Senior Bowl. I think that continues, and I think that translates into the combine. Even though they're doing it really on air, um, I think you're going to see him have some of the best route running uh, all week. Uh, I, I just see that's going to be – you're going – and I think another thing too – while we're on Lad's situation, don't give me these lazy Edelman takes and Cooper Cup takes. Don't give me that shit for him. I, I don't like the take. I think it's a lazy take to me. Yep. His 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 real comp. If people want to really have that conversation, it's Antonio Brown. I, I'm I'm kind of on board with that too. People don't want to have that real conversation because the fact of the matter is, is that Lab McConkey. I mean, can you show me five wide receivers in this draft that are better route runners than him? Hard pressed. You'd be hard pressed to find them. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see. I think you look at a guy like in that regard. To your point, I think you you'll probably be right up there with like. Uh, like Marvin, excuse me, Marvin Harrison. I don't even actually. He's not even participating. Like he opted out of the combine. Yeah, because he already knows what it is. <laughs> Marvin Harrison knows. Hey man, I'm gonna be the first wide receiver off the board. I think he's Appreciate the first. Not, I think he's the first non-quarterback off the board. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think defensively, though. I think defensively. Tyke Smith, if he runs a good 40, someone's going to take a chance on him a lot earlier than we expect. I think the tape oh, for, for sure. me, the tape for me shows all American and why he was where he was. I think the 40 time, if you can run a good 40, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make a lot of GMs and scouting uh you know teams that are scouting departments probably breathe a fresh uh, sigh of relief knowing that now we got to figure out where we need to go get him at. So tape don't lie. The dude is a surefire tackler. No, Problem is, I, I think another thing for Tyke 
which kind of leads us into this next portion. Who ha- who has the most to gain or lose? Who's that? Like, who has the most to prove here at the combine? And I, I think where I was going was Tyke Smith because we saw what. Wait, the- are, are you saw- talking about out of all of the Georgia guys? Out of all the Georgia guys, who stands to gain the most or lose the most? Right, like the most pivotal weekend of their career potentially is this combine. Who has I would the say most? Zion. I, I, I would mean, say I think, Zion. See, my thought was with Tyke. I just think you need to see him cover, man. Like you're always going to have a place if you can if you can run support, but you've got to be able to cover. And especially with the way NFL is going, you've got to have guys that could cover. So run support. Not saying it's a, a dying breed. But you've got to be able to do both, especially. I th- but I mean, you I see think, where I'm coming from. I, I think I think when it comes to Taiki, they go to the film. When it comes to the being able to cover, when it comes to wide receivers, and all of that other stuff. I mean, you even saw that in the Senior Bowl. Now, from a covering aspect, I think that would come down to more of more of a Javon question than I think it would be a Tyke Smith question. That's just me personally. I see, I see both of the arguments. I see both. I think both can be true. Um, I think, I mean, we again, both of those guys were surefire, bona fide tackle, run support guys. But the question is, I think it's got to translate to the end, to the next level is coverage ability. Uh, you know, obviously I think you look at Kamari Lassiter is probably the most safe pick out of the secondary by far. I think we saw his covered skills. I think you saw what you need to see. We know he can support in the run game. So overall, I think he's got a good shot to be in the top in the top two rounds. Maybe even you know maybe a high high third. But I think. Bro, he's- I'm I'm a I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I think Kamari Lasseter is a first round pick, and I think we're gonna see that. I think if Kamari Lasseter is not a first round pick, and because yet again, we're we're just my thing is is we're just watching everything you've done since you got here, and we're comparing it to the other guys that we're seeing. Taiki or not Taiki, sorry, but Kamari just had one of the most quietest dominant years, dominant seasons I've ever seen. Out of nobody, a nobody fucking threw to him. Like, yeah, because they just they just didn't even want to put themselves in that position for it to get picked off. See, it's like, so, well, for me, like, you look at a guy like Cooper DeGene over at, um, at Iowa. Kid's a ball player. Kid's an absolute ball player. The problem with it is his stats look amazing, too, whereas not a lot of stats for, for Kamari. Everybody pick, everybody tried to pick on Dalen because Kamari strapped shit down. He even – his versatility, I think – if you go back and you look at the tape, if the scouting if it's team scouting department goes back and they look at Kamari Lassiter, all they need to do is go to the Missouri game because you took an outside corner and you put him in the slot and you against this an elite slot receiver and strap shit down. The last person to score on Kamari Lassiter is going to be the first wide receiver taken off the board. Let's keep all of this in mind. Yet again, I'm going to say that again. The last wide receiver to score on Kamari Lasseter 
is about to be the first wide receiver taken in this draft. It's fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. <laughs> like, so if, if Kamari Lasseter is not a first-round pick, he is going to be an absolute steal in the second round. 100%. The Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, if I'm going offensive side of the ball, I think Kendall Milton has a lot to gain or lose based off of this combine. 100%. Starts off with the 40. If he runs a good 40 at a good weight, we think he's probably, what, 235. Mm-hmm. If he if he runs a solid good 40 time, he made himself a ton of money. Oh, 100%. I think he can re- I think he can revert back to the pro day if necessary, but mm-hmm. I think what he's got to do is if he's healthy healthy, I need to see how he handles the drills because I want to see that you know, we have seen it toward the end of the season, but I want to see if it's if it's progressed even further, right? his ability to make the cuts, the jump cuts, all these types of cuts that you get put through, right, through the gauntlet of at the combine. If he looks clean and, and there's no setbacks, you know, we we think that the – I would assume that a lot of people are probably looking at that injury history as being a setback for him. If you can go out there and look smooth and make it look effortless and you're not – feel like there's any setbacks – I think there's a lot to gain there because somebody might look at that and be like, okay, I see he's injured, but he looks very healthy. Somebody would, somebody would be willing to take a risk, depending on where and what round, I don't know, but somebody will take a risk. I mean, again, I think you look at a team like Tennessee Titans, the whole Derrick Henry situation, I'm not going to say it's a Derrick Henry comparison, but Kendall Milton, you know, Kendall Milton and bro, I'm, I'm, bro, I'm not even going to lie to you. The way how everything looks, the Giants are probably about to lose Saquon. We're drafting a running back nine times out of ten. So, I, see, I feel like y'all would take Dejan, though, over Kendall. See, I mean, you know you team, the, I don't, but. I'm going to be honest with you, bro, because we're sitting at the sixth pick, and we're we're trading up, hopefully, to get Jaden Daniels, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, I got to see what we do. I got to see these combines before I can even really even try to give a guesstimation on what I think is going to happen. But I mean, if we don't sign, if we don't find a way to bring back Saquon, we're drafting a running back this year. Yeah, I think you have to. I think it, I think that's something we might have to do is before the draft. I think we try to make make it do with with a preview for the draft and where we yeah. make predictions for it. I think that matters. So Yeah. Maybe, so like even, even maybe maybe the this. Wednesday before the maybe the Wednesday of the draft. I think we'll do our official last minute preview slash predictions. So we'll set that in stone, I think. I think that's where mm-hmm. setting in stone. We'll make predictions for it. Uh how how specific we'll see. But uh yeah. you know, let's go from there. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that'll be definitely something to watch there. Uh, 100%. This is going to be a huge, this is going to be a huge weekend, uh, for dog fans, uh, especially for NFL fans that are dog fans. Um, cause Raheem Morris is talking that shit. He's letting it be known. Hey, them boys down there in Athens, I'm loving it. Yeah, he was. Je- I think something about being jealous of Kirby Smart, right? Winning the championship. Yeah, yeah. So you know what that possibly means? 
one of these guys. I'm just saying right now, it might be too little too late. But if Raheem Morris drafts a Georgia kid at any point in time, like, tell me why. If Brock Bowers is still there at eight, why would Brock Bowers do that? Like, could you imagine if they trade? Because the Falcons are trying to trade for Justin Fields. If they were to get Fields and then you give him weapons like Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, and say they draft Brock Bowers. That would be nuts. I think that would be the craziest offense in the NFC, to be all the way honest with you. And that would immediately stamp them as, hey, guys, we're going to fucking playoffs. Well, I think they would handle their division. That's, I mean, easily, part. easily. So, and it wouldn't, I don't think it would be close at that point. They have a yeah. strong defense. I mean, they have a strong even, defense. You know, I don't even keep up with the NFL like that, but like, not like, don't no fan base, what I mean. But all it takes is to win the NFC South right now is a okay quarterback. Baker Mayfield when you like Baker Mayfield led you to the second round of the playoffs. Hey man, who has a coherent quarterback that can at least be able to acknowledge what defense they're facing off against each and every snap? Well, if you can do that and throw the ball. If you can hit the intermediate routes, you're winning. I also think you got to worry about the Falcons taking another receiver. If they, I can see them taking edge play because I do think they got some questions on the defense. But Raheem Morris would get that defense right. It could probably do it through the uh, free agency, I think, because they got cap space now, I believe. Oh yeah, they got a lot. Yeah, be able so to they, make some moves. So that I mean, I can see them drafting weapons like young weapons for if they get filled. Oh. We need it would Kobe make to sense come to back. Yeah, we need Kobe to come back because he's a he's a Bears mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, and I I got to figure out how all of this is gonna go. Yeah, the only the only way that Justin Fields ends up in Atlanta is if they draft Caleb Williams, and if they draft Caleb Williams, that means we probably gonna have to trade up. It's a whole lot of stuff that has to happen here. The draft is about to go down, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. You gotta tune in this weekend. You got to tune into this combine because at least that's going to give all of us crazy people who's trying to give you ideas on times and where who or what is going to get drafted and what it's going to look like. That's where all of this gets materialized. This weekend is not only huge for college football. This is a huge weekend for NFL. I am so excited and I'm glued to my TV. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. I think another thing too, man, like we have to keep in mind, right? Like you, if you've got friends out there that don't focus on college and they focus on the NFL and that's all they focus on, this is your chance to say, I knew about this guy out of high school. Yeah. If you're one, if you're one of us, because most of the time, Around this time, you'll start to get people. Hey, what are you talking about their team, right? Their NFL team. If they're looking at players that they think might be, what do you know about this guy? What do you know about this guy? What about this guy? This is when the college folks get to show their expertise, folks. It's just coming because what will happen is they'll watch the combine and they'll be like, "Oh, that dude ran fast." So keep in mind there. There you go, um, Keon. Any final thoughts, man, for the show tonight? Before we send it off, uh, this is going to be huge. 
I just want to take one more final moment to say thank you to the Georgia Bulldogs that are going off into the draft. We appreciate you. It's been one hell of a ride. And as always, go dogs and go be great. Absolutely. Um, also, I can't not go on this episode uh, without sending condolences and our thoughts and prayers to the uh, to the nursing student mm-hmm. uh, that got you know everything happened there. Um, that whole situation. I try to say, listen, I try to keep politics out of this. I really do. Um, but there's some sensitive times right now uh, on the campus and in Athens. Um, so our thoughts, condolences go out to the, her and her family. Um, not going to bring politics into this. If you're watching and you're listening, please, you know, I understand you have your political beliefs on everything. We're just not going to talk about it on the show. Just, nope. Just keeping it out of, you know, we want to talk about sports. But I do want to say, um, you know, that, listen, our thoughts go out to that whole situation. Uh, everyone yep. involved. Um, that was a sound like a big deal there. Uh, obviously, uh, national news. Um, yeah, it, it's just rough because, you know, a lot of people there um, brings it kind of close to home. So yeah. thoughts and prayers go out there and hope everything, you know, hopefully we can bring some joy to you in the sense of our content, hopefully. Yeah. If and, and I do. If you're listening. And, and yet again, I do want to reiterate this is this. It's been a wonderful ride. Uh, congratulations to everybody that has gotten an invitation to the combine. Congratulations. We appreciate you. It, we enjoy cheering for you. We're going to continue to cheer for you as long as y'all don't go to the Eagles. Um, but overall, some damn good dogs right there, boy. I'm so yeah. excited. I'm so uh, excited for these guys. The, the name just came to me, Lake and Riley. Sorry, I forgot the name for a second, but Lake and Riley. Um, mm-hmm. Thoughts and prayers go out to her and her family. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, yeah. combine all week of third, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, I think Sunday, too. All weekend. All, all weekend. weekend. You get to all watch weekend. the big boys running. You get to watch the big boys run. Um, Charlie Condon, don't cool down. All right, Charlie Condon, don't cool down at all. Boy, yeah. absolutely fucking tearing it up right now. Um, yeah, so baseball season off to a good start. Love to see that. Um, other than that, yeah, man, I think we're – Yeah, no, man. Uh, absolutely. I think with that being said – Shout-out to the softball team, too. I mean, I know we took – I know we took a rough loss, but, I mean, top five? Top yeah, five, man. top five? Um, also, hit up our Instagram. If you go, if you go check out the Instagram – You'll get to see some uh, EA Sports video game concepts that we've been making and posting out. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think about that. Just let us know what you think. If you if you listen to it, Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash the DGD podcast. Same as all of our socials. Um, yeah. Let us know what you think about those graphics. We're trying to make them. Got to be careful with it. It's, there's a lot of memories, man. There's a lot of good ones that I can come up with. But I uh, thought that was something cool, too. Uh, also, Keon, I know, we're trying to wrap this up, so... Try to keep it brief. Um, I got to make this quick announcement. 
expect the March Madness bracket to be coming out, guys. We're doing a March Madness bracket this year. Keep your eyes peeled. Let, keep, keep your, your eyes, eyes peeled, peeled for that. And listen, the March Madness bracket is going to be done through X, right? So we're going to have polls on X. You determine who advances, folks. So if you want to see an upset, see an upset. Um, and we'll break that down on the show as well each time, uh, each round. Will, uh, yep. The winners will be announced, and the next seeds will be done. So keep up to date on that one. Again, you decide because, based off of Twitter polls. So yep. make so sure be you're on the lookout. Be on, be on the, the lookout. lookout. Be on the lookout. We'll make an announcement when we're starting it. But also make sure you're following us on our socials, folks. That way you can stay up to date on this stuff. You can participate, and you can come here every week. I think we're going to go one day a week for this off season for a little while um, just to kind of recoup, right? It was a busy season, stuff like that, a lot of stuff going on. But we're going to stick to once a week. But what we're going to do, again, got a lot of content. The content never stops. So we're going to recap anything content and everything. Absolutely. We're going to keep you up to date with everything that we can. Um, and, again, Stay tuned. Follow us on socials because March Madness is coming up, folks. Absolutely. But uh do want to say this. Congratulations. We love you, dogs. Go be great. Go, dogs. Dogs on top. With that being said, we'll catch you on the next time of the DGD Podcast. I'm Robert Reynolds. That's Keon. We'll catch you all next time. Go, dogs.